Betrayed. Welcome back to The Betrayed. This is Drew Williams. Thank you for listening, liking, commenting, and subscribing. And thank you again for the reviews on Apple Podcasts. We truly appreciate it. As you can tell, things are a little bit different. I did the intro. G's not here today. She had some computer issues that we hope are solved before the next episode. But she did set me and all of us up with a few articles to go over. So this is going to be a little bit of a quick case or quick episode. I don't really have anyone to, you know, banter off of. So I'm going to give a quick opinion on each article and we'll just make it a quick one. So let's start off with a story from the Star Tribune from September 21st, 2020. State authorities have unleashed a four-legged investigator specifically trained to sniff out digital electronics commonly used by sexual predators to exploit children and others. Canine Soda, a black British Labrador, was introduced to the public last week by the State Department of Public Safety as the first law enforcement dog in Minnesota able to detect cell phones and various storage data devices such as USB drives and micro SD cards. Excuse me. Where evidence might be hidden that was that would help prosecutors in their pursuit to lock up sex crime perpetrators. Dogs with Soda's talents have not been around all that long. There were just three like her in the United States two years ago. According to the DPS, that number has surged to about three dozen. Dogs like Soda can recognize a chemical coating on memory storage chips called triphenylphosphine oxide, most commonly known as TPPO. Canine Soda is trained to help find tiny pieces of plastic that may contain critical evidence in a case, said Drew Evidence, Superintendent of the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension, BCA. Holding up tiny memory storage chip during a news briefing with Soda and her handler, Evans described a scenario from a recent investigation. If a criminal took an item of evidence this small and you just threw it out into the grass and ran out of the house as were there, it would be very difficult for any of us to find it, he said. She can find it readily and very quickly for us. Since Soda started her work in May, she has been deployed on 10 investigations, including predatory crimes, homicides, financial offenses, and other cases that involve digital information storage devices. She located 21 pieces of potential electronic evidence, including a meticulously hidden cell phone from one homicide case, Evans said. BCA, Special Agent Lucas Munkelwitz, and if I pronounce that wrong, I'm sorry, is Soda's partner. He works in the agency predatory crime section. BCA agents first sweep a scene for obvious evidence, and then we send canine Soda, Molshowitz said. But a human's five sentence during those sweeps for evidence can fail to find what a dog's nose can, Evans said. Years ago, when electronic evidence was becoming more prevalent, they were in very large computers. We knew where they were as it was but as we all transition to all of us having a smartphone, all of us having evidence that is this small, that it can be inserted into a phone, criminals are very well adept. They know what we are looking for, and they know we're looking for this evidence. The dog is really going, going to take us years forward, because her nose is much better, and obviously, than ours. The BCA receives soda thanks to nonprofit organization Operation Underground Railroad, a nonprofit that fights for sex trafficking. The California-based organization paid for $15,000 to buy and train her. The BCA covers the bill for the her kennel and food and work equipment. Well, that's kind of interesting. Let's take two things from this. Well, it's amazing that dogs can do that and they can train them to find trace elements of this chemical on all these USB drives and things like that. That's going to be amazing for investigators. 
The only thing I got a question about is why Operation Underground Railroad donated that. They are considered a nonprofit, but no evidence has ever shown up about them actually rescuing the 5,000 kids they claim. Regardless, it's pretty cool that they they bought this dog to, to track down that stuff. So we'll, we'll take what we can out of that. Let's move on to uh, another one. This is a little bit more, dude, this is a... Uh, I believe this is, I'm pronouncing it right, this is from Shreveport, Louisiana. A disturbing trend is emerging in this era of virtual learning, a rise in online sexual predator cases. Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry, or Landry says his office has seen a 200% increase in that crime since March. That's when the pandemic sent kids to computer devices instead of classrooms. So the Northwest Louisiana Human Trafficking Task Force has launched a campaign to warn par parents called Pro Project RISK. The acronym stands for Reliable Internet Safety for Kids. Webster's Parish Sheriff Jason Parker said the increase in kids' internet activity means a greater chance that they could interact with predators. Parker advises, always place your, kid, your child's laptop, tablet, phone in a common area in the house. The predators... Cases develop when the child is usually messaging on an application with strangers when the guardian doesn't even know the child is online. He says the communication is another key for parents to protecting their children. Television viewers may be seeing a public service announcement with messages from law enforcement leaders. They offer advice on how to protect your children. Members of the task force will be available to meet with citizens, local government officials, community organizations, school boards, churches, and other groups to discuss project risk and internet safety. According to a news release from the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Western District of Louisiana, it goes on to say, All agencies in our task force share a united front to eliminate all human trafficking type cases. However, to be more successful, we need assistance from the public. We understand many guardians want to protect their kids, but may not know where to look for reliable internet safety information. Project Risk has been asked, has asked all agencies in our task force to post this reliable information on their website, so guardians will always have this information at their fingertips. Finally, members of the task force will be available to meet with citizens, local governments, and community organizations, school boards, churches, and other groups to discuss project risk and internet safety, said Assistant U.S. Attorney General Earl Campbell, Human Trafficking Coordinator for the U.S. Attorney's Office. The Northwest Louisiana Human Trafficking Task Force is compromised of federal, state, and local law enforcement agencies and non-governmental organizations. It was formed in an effort to promote enhanced collaboration between all agencies involved in combating human trafficking cases in our area. Participants include Beaucher City Marshal's Office, Beaucher City Police Department, Beaucher Parish Sheriff's Office, Caddo Parish Sheriff's Office, Child Exploitation and Human Trafficking Task Force, it's part of the FBI Shreveport Field Office, Claiborne Parish Sheriff's Office, DeSoto Parish Sheriff's Office, Federal Bureau of Investigation, Greenwood Police Department, Homeland Security in Shreveport, Internet Crimes Against Children's Task Force, Louisiana Al Alcohol and Tobacco Commission, Louisiana State Police Office of Special Investigations, Barksdale Air Force Base, Sabine Parish Office, Shreveport Police Department, the United States Department of Labor Office, Inspector General, and the, the list goes on. It's just going all the way up to the federal level. Well, this this is awesome. This is this is what I like to see from law enforcement is uh, proactively going after 
real crimes with real victims. This this is great. I have nothing bad to say about this. This is awesome. If you're living in Louisiana, I would uh, look into Project Risk and uh, reach out in your community and see what you can get as far as free information from them. Let's go. Let's let's. This one's a little bit. Uh, this is dark, but this is a little more, I guess, speculative. But let's uh, let's get first things first clear. I uh, I know in a previous episode from comments that I misquoted which prince we were talking about that is the predator. His name is Prince Andrew. I know I screwed up and I said his younger brother's name. His name is Prince Andrew. But there's an article from page six, dated September 21st, 2020. And its title is, Prince Andrew, a Sex Addict and a Daring Lover, New Book Alleges. A bombshell book alleges Prince Andrew is a sex addict and a daring lover, according to women who claim they were intimate with the British royal after being introduced by late pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. Author Ian Haplerin, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, who will release... Who will release Sex, Lies, and Dirty Money by the World's Powerful Elite Thursday. Says he talked to at least a, of a dozen of Andrew's alleged former flames. Halpern said, most women painted Andrew as a perfect jit and said it was consensual. One woman said he was a very daring lover. There were no limits to where he would go in bed, she told me. Andrew rocked my world in the bedroom, but she felt disappointed because after that she didn't hear from him again. I don't believe that statement at all. Halpern said one of Andrew's ex-lovers said he had had a sex addiction because he was always second to Prince Charles. He compared his relationship with his brother to William and Harry. William is looked at as the royal material just like Charles, whereas he and Harry were the bad boys. This led to his playboy lifestyle and he wasn't getting attention. It made him feel special to get these beautiful women in bed. Halpern says he uncovered no evidence that Andrew who has denied allegations that he slept with Epstein's sex slave Virginia Roberts, had sex with underage women, but there is no doubt that Epstein provided girls to Andrew, and that was the reason they were friends. He has an obsession with redheads, and Epstein would have his scouts combining, combing the streets for the most beautiful redheads before they met. But he alleges Andrew, who insists his friendship with Epstein was purely about business, began to fear Epstein. Halpern said Epstein got information on people on people and he used it against them when he and andrew last met in 2011 andrew was on his hands and knees begging epstein never to reveal anything about him if epstein had a prince on his knees imagine the power he had over others that is that last statement is really 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 true i mean if he was on his knees begging i mean how many of these other people that haven't been released yet haven't are we're doing the same thing Wow, I, I can't believe people are defending him, but at the same time, I don't think it's untrue that he very well could have had normal, in quotations, consensual relationships with adults and also had pedophilic tendencies. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities. And I definitely agree with him that Epstein was providing adult women as well as children i i think that is something that a lot of people don't realize that he was an all-around pimp i think that the children were a smaller percentage of his uh, clientele definitely the worst part of it but i i think he i think there was far more adults involved maybe being on the lines of adult sex slaves but uh yeah that's that's crazy so let's wrap this up with uh one last one 
I don't know if we talked about this before or not. This was reported back in August on the 27th in New Jersey, coming out of Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Camden Catholic High School teacher charged with sexual assault. Cherry Hill, New Jersey. A high school teacher has been charged for repeatedly sexually assaulting an underage victim that begun when the victim was her 17-year-old student, according to Camden County officials. Bridget Sapera, 36, of Cherry Hill, was charged with second-degree sexual assault and endangering the welfare of a child. Sapera was also charged with sexual assault and endangering the welfare of a child for crimes that occurred in Gloucester Township. According to the court documents, the victim contacted detectives earlier this month telling police Sapera initiated the relationship in January of 2019. The victim told police the relationship continued for 18 months, including about 60 sexual encounters in various locations throughout Cherry Hill, including different homes and a vehicle. Court documents say Sapira admitted to the sexual relationship when contacted by police. Sapira also served as the girls' lacrosse coach and was listed in, in a 2016-2017 school handbook as their chair of the McAuley program described on the school's website as an educational program for students with mild disabilities. Detectives said Sapira could face more charges. Sapira was transported to the Camden County Correctional Facility to wait preliminary hearing on the charges. So that that is terrifying. I'm guessing this didn't make headlines because she's not incredibly good looking. But yes, women are predators. Even if it was consensual, that was a predator that was an adult woman preying on a child and it's disgusting and the double standard from our society is just absolutely insane i hope this woman has as they say the book thrown at her i hope she never gets to work with children ever again and uh personally i hope her life is ruined i do not feel sorry for her at all well that's uh i think enough of me ranting we're uh this, the, the, we're going to end it here. Thank you for listening, liking, commenting, and subscribing. Thank you guys for the continued support. If you yourself have a story of betrayal that you would like to hear have told on, a, on the show, please reach out to us. On all our socials will be linked in the descriptions below. That's it. Much love. Peace. Banana Cats.